Hi everybody, I'm Deacon Dave and welcome to day 57 of Silence in a Year. And keeping with our trend, I'm just going to go ahead and turn it over to layperson Lisa. So today's episode is called Perfect Silence of God and the word is embodies. And Cardinal Sarah is just talking about how Jesus present to us in the Eucharist is um, there's nothing littler, meeker or more silent, he says. And I think it's Fulton Sheen. He has a quote, uh, something about, um, oh shoot, uh, uh, Jesus is so humble that he uh, entered himself into a tiny white host, something along that lines. It's not exactly that, but it's just that Jesus, uh, like the king of the universe, is willing to empty himself into a piece of bread and give people a choice of what to do with it. So, of course, we uh, consume him and unify ourselves with him, but there's also people who desecrate the Eucharist, but he is so humble that he gives um, people the choice to do that. Alicia. Yeah. So I thought about this. He, he, um, he mentions the cross the host and the uh, Virgin Mary, our Blessed Mother. And the very first thing I thought about is the video, The Veil Removed. If you have not seen it, you need to Google it and watch it. It's a beautiful uh, video, but it embodies and it represents all of those three things. You know, um, Jesus on the cross, the ultimate sacrifice, um, and then he gave us his body and his blood um, in the host. And then you have the Blessed Mother at the at the um at the foot of the altar and she's kneeling and she's looking up at him and it's yeah it, it's when i forget because i do sometimes with things that are happening in this world and the distractions and i go to mass and i just feel that like oh like i don't know i just didn't feel right at mass and i'll be like oh i need to go watch this video because i need to remind myself of why the Eucharist is so important. And that's because Jesus is right there and he gives himself to me and then I take him home with me. Um, and it, there's nothing more beautiful than that. No, I would agree. That's why it's called the source and summit mm-hmm. of our faith to receive the Eucharist. And you know, from my perspective as a deacon, um, quite often distributing communion and watching the different faces of the different people that come up, it's quite the variety that I get. And uh, you, you get to learn your parish, right? And so you, you get to learn how people receive the Lord, whether in the hand or on the tongue, um, whether their hand's a little you know weird because of arthritis or something, all of these little nuances. But sometimes I'm just overwhelmed um, by the sheer virtue of being in that place where um, the Lord is in my hands and he is trusting me to share it with his faithful and then to some people, there's this one guy, his name is Marvin, and he goes to Mass at St. Joseph's. He is so cool. First time, he's like 95 years old. But uh, from the very beginning, when he receives the Eucharist, he holds his hands up and he goes, Amen. And I'm just like, I'm just like, this is so awesome. And I told him, I just love your Amen. And then there are other people who you can tell they've entered into a love story. Um, in, in receiving Jesus in the Eucharist. And other people just come with these uh, huge smiles. Then on the other side of that are people who look despondent 
and are kind of going through the motions. And I'm not trying to be judgmental. That's not that's not what I'm doing. Um, but I want to encourage all of us to have this childlike joy because we're actually in an insane way receiving God. What God does that? It's radical, it's crazy, it's vulnerable, it's humble. It's everything he's calling us to be. He's calling us to be vulnerable. He's calling us to be humble. He's calling us to be radical. Which To be Christian is to be radical in today's world. He's calling us to be all of these things, and he's calling us to do it on top of that with great joy and childlikeness. Because, you know, Jesus is contagious, and we have to go out and we have to share him. And when people see, when you see someone who just loves God, it just does something to the people around that person, right? And that's what the Eucharist is intended to do. Number one, the Eucharist is unifying because we are all incorporated into the body of Christ. And there's one other thing I want to bring up about this. Look, we're not just receiving Jesus, right? In a spiritual way, we are also receiving one another because we are the body of Christ. So there's this part where we receive Jesus, but then there's this part where we receive one another. So for us to receive the Eucharist is not just a sign of, hey, this is how much I love God. It also should be a sign of how much we love one another. The question is, is that what we're living out? Are, we, are our lives expressing the true meaning of what the Eucharist means? Think about that. Are we living a Eucharistic lifestyle so it just no it just made me think about so um pre-covid of course you know they had those they're called extraordinary ministers right Mm -hmm. is that what they're called yep um and so we would be um able to distribute communion and to me that was the Mm -hmm. such a wonderful honor because Mm -hmm. i right in my brokenness am able to share jesus and present jesus to the other person and I use I sometimes I, I know this is judging, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Is that okay? Yeah. When somebody distributes communion and they're rushing it, it's like if they're passing it. And oh, mm-hmm. I I want to receive Jesus reverently, and so I want to take my time. Don't rush me. <laughs> I know that sounds judge, but it, when no, that it's happens, true. it's it like takes to me. I feel like it's taking the beauty out of my personal encounter with Jesus at that very moment. And I think that when, if you are that extraordinary minister that is helping with the Eucharist, please take your time and look each person in the eye when you say, this is the body, like the body of Christ, because you are looking at the body of Christ into that other person's eyes and it should be a straight reflection from your eyes through Jesus through that person there should be a connection between the three of you at that moment and if you're just passing it out there is no connection so please take your time so I'm glad you said this because I think this is a, a good a good point I, I'm very particular I feel like I'm laying Jesus on a pillow mm-hmm. with every single person and I don't care that the other line is maybe moving faster than my line, because you're right. Each one is an encounter with with that person and with Jesus. Lisa, what are you thinking? Well, my favorite thing is like when the person, well, when I was Eucharistic minister, we also were, and we had our training, we were also uh, told to smile at the person. Mm-hmm. 
So when I receive um, Jesus from someone who just has like a giant smile on their face, mm -hmm. just, you know, it just um, magnifies the joy of Christ. It magnifies the joy within myself of um, what's about to happen, um, you know, being unified with Christ. So I uh, enjoy that. I feel like that really just embodies uh, Jesus's love for us. So I have a challenge for our, our listeners. The next time you go to receive the Eucharist, go back to your pew, and maybe you already do this, but just spend time in silence and really just allow the Lord to become one with you because he has. So let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of this podcast. We thank you for the gift of your Eucharist, which is the source and summit of our faith. Lord, continue to just love us. Continue to give us all of who you are so that we may be transformed. And I ask that you bless everyone listening in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Bye. Bye.